0: is Lorena Junco Margain and I'm so excited for this journey. We decided to launch this podcast to share my story with the hope that you could connect the thoughts of your life and truly be on your way.
1: Today on On My Way, Lorena talks to the wonderful founders of Magnify Impact Maggie Miller and Hannah Noakes. Magnify Impact helps create social impact to supercharge profitability. Maggie and Hannah guide business leaders to put purpose into action, creating real life-changing benefits for the company and society. Lorena and team are working with Maggie and Hannah to develop social impact initiatives through Lorena's new shop that you can find at lorenahuncomargain.com. Now to today's episode with Maggie and Hannah.
0: Hello, my friends. Hola, mis amigos. So happy to be back. Today, as promised, I have two very important guests that I will introduce you to. But first, as we were talking in the last episode, it is so important to trust the process and the process will unfold. The answers to your questions are closer than what you think. So in building the business, I trusted my dearest friend, Elizabeth, who is a fashion wardrobe consultant, I told her, Elizabeth, I just feel like I'm giving in a very disorganized way. I just don't see the benefit of giving, 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 and I cannot even measure my impact. And she was like, oh my gosh, one of my best friends, that's exactly what she does. And that's again, when I made the aha moment, the answers are closer than what we think Never be afraid to ask for help. There's actually beauty into being vulnerable, in asking for help. And guess what? You are surrounded by love and by people that are willing to help you and that have expertise in doing that. So it's better to live that way, assuming that life will unfold with the right people in your in your life rather than being paralyzed. So I want to welcome my friend, Hannah and Maggie. Hello. So good having you here. Thank you. We love being with you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So uh, could you share a little bit about your background? First of all, I love it that you're two. It's rare to see a business being so solid and precise and with the role so well described. And I love how one is a troublemaker and one is the optimist.
2: The optimist. <laughs> the I optimist. love the,
0: the chief optimist. So why don't we start up with Maggie and what led you to be here with us sharing this amazing time together?
3: Absolutely. So thank you for having us here. It's just so wonderful to see the lessons about forgiveness as a force for change and love as a lifestyle, the things that are so important to you. Um, I hail from Chicagoland, so west suburbs of Chicago. I'm one of eight kids, so that was a huge part of my upbringing, coming from a family of eight M's, Mark, Monica, Mike, Mary, Mindy, Marty, Maggie, and Marcy Miller, (laughs) And really from the get-go, just being with a group of people who were really outspoken and directed to be generous and kind. My dad, who passed away three months ago, was a very generous man. He was a pediatrician in a small town and really wanted to advocate for the health of people. He was just an amazing man. And so um, my schooling brought me to Washington, D.C. I played soccer, a.k.a. football, which is what I call it, um, at, at George Washington University, and still follow football all over the world as, as you know, we share that passion. And um, found myself out in San Diego for my master's. I hitchhiked there, which I took a year to do, following the Grateful Dead and many wonderful concerts. (laughs) Um, Getting out to the West Coast, I worked really for an organization that began my heart for impact, and that heart for impact was with two men. One man's son who had killed the other man's son. And instead of hatred, they came together in the spirit of restorative justice. And their forgiveness for each other changed my heart forever. I've never seen forgiveness in action like I did with them.
0: Yes, whenever you shared their story, I was just appalled. I thought uh, I had a tough case on my situation, but just, I mean... Forgiving a person that killed your child is, I can't even imagine a harder thing to move forward. And um, I would like going in deeper yeah. with, with that story because I do think that forgiveness applies in any way. You don't have to lose someone or something. You all need to have some space just to forgive yourself. Forgiveness is a way to move forward and you start by forgiving yourself because we were all doing the best we could in that moment. So we all invite you to read my memoir. It's called On the Way to Casa Lotus. And the reason I'm here with Hannah and Maggie is because I really want to benefit all the people that are still struggling with that. And they are experts in understanding what you're made of and what makes your heart tick, which they have a phenomenal concept. It's called the blueprint. And so how they came along, Elizabeth introduced me to Hannah and Maggie, and they told me, we need four hours of your time and we're going to make a blueprint. I remember there were the most, like, I will never have four time four hours. This is impossible. And then I'm like, Lorena, you don't have four hours to understand what makes your heart tick. You don't have four hours to understand how you want to organize the way you give and measure your impact. And I actually learned that my fear was measuring my impact. And the beauty about Hannah and Maggie is that they just launched a book. Right now you can pre-order it on Amazon and it's called magnify your impact so i would like you my friends listeners out there please don't miss this episode and please tell your friends it's very important that we all have the right connections on how it is important to learn first about yourself to then be good at giving and that, and that you have a true impact on your life so let's get going maggie thank you for introducing yourself now hannah could you tell us a little bit about you
2: Yes. Thank you so much, Lorena, for having me. I love when you were talking about that when you ask for help, the answer is often right in front of you. It made me think about one of Maggie's and my uh, mentors, a man named Bob Goff, and he talks about in, in his book, one of his books that when we look for a plan, God sends a friend. And I think that that's very often the way that that happens. So my background: I grew up in Texas primarily. Um, I did live overseas in the Middle East for a couple of years, and that was a really transformative experience for me and for my family. And um, always worked in corporate environments for the majority of my career. Lots of travel, lots of pushing myself. You know, getting my MBA, um, doing a lot of things to grow grow my career. And I have uh, three daughters, and so there was a point where the girls were little and I was working a ton and traveling so much and just always trying to achieve, achieve, achieve and felt really unfulfilled. Like, what am I doing all this for? And I just came to realize that what I really cared the most about in all of the companies that I ever worked for was how they were impacting the world through their resources, through the products that they had that could change lives. And so I set about on a course to learn more about that concept and um, ended up running um, the community engagement function for a very large financial services company and then um, decided to go out on my own. and met Maggie and the two of
0: us formed Magnify Impact. Did all? Did it all start from a conversation or how how did you formalize it how did you put structure to it
2: well um, I actually met Maggie because I hired Maggie to consult with my company at the time and she was amazing and so so brilliant at what she did and when I decided to do similar work we had a conversation about just sharing projects together you know could we if each of us had excess work, could we help the other one? And so we did that for a time. And finally, we said, we love each other so much. Why don't we just get married here?
0: <laughs> why are we doing this? Because it is a marriage. It's a relationship <laughs> that it's very important that you're compatible. And I love it that you actually pinpointed with the chief troublemaker and the chief optimist. So that that speaks I mean, more than anything on the yin and the yang and how you two are very balanced and the way mm-hmm. that you can magnify each other's structure towards other. So I would like sharing the process that I did, that you helped me. And I think this will give our our listeners how it is easier than what we think if you just put thought and mind behind it and that you are very honest and attuned to things that are important to your to your heart, to your, and your lifestyle. So Hannah and Maggie, using me as an example, can you, and I know this is terminology that now I'm familiar with because I read your book and it's like before and after reading your book, it's very useful on the way on how I can put things in buckets and understand my impact. But could you guide my friends who are listening on what is it that we did and how is it that I'm trying to impact through my own special power.
2: Yes, yeah, so through the process that we did with you, Lorena, we helped you create your social impact blueprint. And so in designing Lorena's social impact blueprint, we went through the four steps with her. And those four steps are first, to establish your company's core ideology. And that is what are, what's your purpose, what's your legacy that you want to leave in the world? And what are your values? What are the um, elements that guide your behaviors? And then second, we helped you uncover your company's unique superpowers. Um, And for you, that was so much to do with your own experience and your story that you wanted to share with the world. The third step was identifying your stakeholders, who are all the people around you that you influence and who influence your life. And last, we helped you define your impact pillars. So those are the very specific ways that you will actively make an impact in the world using the superpowers that you have. So that process, that blueprint, is exactly the same thing we do with major corporations. um, And that's what we went through with you, Lorena, and it was a wonderful process.
0: It's pretty amazing to see that, you know, one atom can be a whole universe and vice versa. So it's kind of relieving to think that this method applies to a corporation, to a small company, or to an author like me that is trying to do good things in the world. So I think that the structure on how you do those four pillars are a very good way to visualize them. I'm a very visual person, and that helped me understand even how you made the circle of the stakeholders. And it just helps listening, seeing. So I invite my friends to read this book. It's actually the best investment you'll ever make to understand how, what is it that you're made of and to put it In simple steps how you can use your superpower to impact the world why don't we paint the scene and so you arrived and tell us what happened yeah well I'll start
2: so uh, this is Hannah so we so Magnify Impact we work with individuals and companies to help them effectively use their resources to change the world now everyone has different resources available to them. Some are financial, some are maybe their time. Uh, Everyone has unique gifts. Companies have products, Um, people have skills. All of those things are unique. It's almost like a fingerprint. Um, They're unique to each individual or to each company. And we really believe passionately that when individuals or companies offer those gifts to the world, to solve problems that they see around them, they can make an impact that's completely unique to who they are, that they're more well-positioned to do than
0: anyone else. One of the things I found uh, personally is that you're involved in so many areas, from school to hospitals to corporations to personal interests, and you just start giving in a very non-disciplinary way. So. It actually, first I had the guilt trip that, oh, by just honing my interest into one area, that means I'm giving up the other. And you taught me that it actually, it doesn't work that way. Because if we all focus and are very generous, and that doesn't mean monetarily. It can be time, talent, talent you can truly have a big impact. Am I right? Is that how? Yeah, absolutely. So,
3: you know, as you said, we love being with individuals and companies. And the picture that we paint for them is, let's get at what you're passionate about. What is that purpose or that core ideology that you have as a person? Um, What is your legacy that you want to leave for your children in a company? What do you want to be known for 100 years from now? For example, Walt Disney to make people happy. That's their long-term legacy. It's not a particular mission statement. It's what they want to leave for the world. So when you take that core ideology and you mix it with what are you better at than anyone in in the world for a company, what are your services, products, e- expertise as a person, what is your personal superpower? How do you mix that with your core ideology and the people around you, your stakeholder system, Lorena, you're so connected and you have so many people around you. How do you activate that group of people?
0: And I love it. You know, once you put it as stakeholder, I love that the word gives tribute to the importance of that person's role in your life. And I'm like, stakeholder? I went like into that corporate mindset. Mm -hmm. And no, your stakeholders are... The, the staff that works at your house, the friend that is so close to you that mm-hmm. knows you inside out, your family. So I love that you put it that way. They're basically, and I, you'll guide us through these the pillars, right? Mm-hmm. And applying it to my case, this all started through a medical malpractice. And I noticed how fragile the patients are and how lonely we are when we're going through illness, and my love language has always been giving. I hadn't noticed that till Maggie and Hannah helped me do the blueprint. So you did the pillars and you said, you know, giving. Can you you guide us through my example? Because I think that way people will understand and relate to it. Yeah,
3: absolutely. So the statement, what we came up with after talking to you was that You advocate for love as a lifestyle and forgiveness as a force for change. And that was your core ideology. That was going to guide everything you did. And we talked a lot about values with you. As companies often have values, we wanted to talk about your own values. And many came up, but some examples were integrity, gentleness, vulnerability, restoration, ownership, service, nourishment. There are several others
0: there. And um, I'm curious, let's say I'm a big company. Yeah. Is it easy to also find the stakeholders and the values or is it easier with smaller companies?
2: It, absolutely. It's it's a process, um, particularly for large organizations, because they have so many people to take into account and so many different um, perspectives that need to be brought to bear. But Every company has values. It's the code by which they operate, the, the way they make their decisions.
0: And is, is it true? Do, do companies apply their core mission? So every company has values. And
2: they may, may not know exactly what they are, but there, there is a code by which they operate. Absolutely. So
0: basically you, you pull it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You structure it. We always
3: say, we want this to be more than words on a wall. You don't want to walk into a company and see words painted on a wall that have no meaning for people. And so it's very important to us in these sessions. We had to get every word right with you because those words are important to you. They have deep meaning um, in how you live your life.
0: I noticed you did speak my language. like You adapt the words to the client because that's the only way they will have open ears yeah. to to feel understood and I think that's a beautiful way to do it because sometimes they tell you oh this is a way you fix it and you're like I don't even understand what you're talking about and I think that you do this dissection of thing by thing and putting it in, in the right bucket to see understand what are what, what's the underpins holding everything together
3: Right. If you can't if if a person can't activate and actuate what they believe in, then it has no It's in sand anyway, right? It's standing in sand. So we really wanted to build that structure, what we call core ideology, which are those purpose and values, so that you had those to stand on. And we do that with every person and company we work with. Some companies have those values and we revisit them and we talk about, you know, do these stand in your company? Do we need to talk about them more so that they become a code of conduct or behavior for them?
0: Do you also take care of it being enforced, or you just give them a plan and and they take off from there?
2: Yeah, so we start this blueprint process with, with setting the core ideology, as um, Maggie described, and then we move on to really understanding what your superpowers are and identifying who your stakeholders are. Give me examples of superpowers. Exactly. So superpowers um, can differ widely. Um, for a company, it might be a product. So imagine that you're a um, drug manufacturer, for example, and you have a product that you sell to consumers. But that product also can really benefit um, some individuals in the world who need help. You know, by giving that product away or finding a way to get that product in the hands of the right people, you can really make a benefit to society. Um, A a superpower could be the relationships that you have with your employees and how loyal they are to your brand, for example, or perhaps it's even financial resources that maybe as a company or an individual that you have resources to give financially that another person might not have. And then for you individually, Lorena, I think that one of your key superpowers is your experience and the story about what you went through, because if you hadn't gone through that particular experience in the way that you did, you wouldn't be able to help people in the way that you can today. So we really helped kind of extract that with you to say your experience can help so many people. You knew that already, but how can we apply that very specifically in, in, in different directions?
0: Yes, and my friends, we're coming up with this beautiful concept. It's the paid forward box, and you will be able to purchase every box and a chronically ill patient and caregiver will be receiving a care kit that maggie and hannah super kindly helped me assemble and be very thoughtful about it i just love it that giving comes in so many ways they're giving their talent and their expertise and i'm just the vessel to push it into the world. So I also want to tell you guys that you're also having a beautiful imprint in the world by doing what you do. And we need specialists that are attuned to emotions, that have this special sensitivity and intelligence to have this fierceness to be able to go into the corporate world, but also this soft power to go and assess an individual. And I think that's a beautiful quality that you both have. And I congratulate you for that. Thank you. Lorena,
3: what I wanted to add to that is so when we talked about your impact pillars based on your superpower that Hannah just described, which was your experience, one of your impact pillars or how you were going to create purpose in the world um, and and hone that purpose was to embolden, strengthen, support for people going through suffering and hardship. And that is where the care kit was born, out of that pillar. And to say, how can I offer emotional support to to those who are suffering with chronic illness? How can I share this healing? How can I thank caretakers for their energy and time? And so that nourishment is really the nourishment and care and service and hope and restoration, some of your great values are really part of that kit that will be dispersed to patients and their caretakers and hospitals.
0: Yes. And something I read in your book, which I think it's very clear what your purpose is when you're going through good times. But when you're going through hardships, you just go on freeze mode. And I think that when you have a very strong blueprint and you know what you're made of and what your values are, that's when they just seep out naturally. But as we've been talking in different episodes, everything is a muscle. Forgiveness is a muscle. Giving with discipline is a muscle. If you don't work it and you don't apply it as should, there's many ways to just have offshoots and not necessarily make something good of it. So I think that it's very important to everyone listening to listen closely to every comment Maggie and Hannah have to make because they're just experts at their field and the structure that they have created on giving will definitely be a permanent one and it's a work in progress as we all are. So could you share with us a little bit more about the pillars and all the structure that supports the the core?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a really important point here is that you had everything within you that you needed to make the impact that you wanted to make in the world based on your experience, based on those superpowers that we just described. But our job is just to help you unearth and focus and communicate those in a really crystal clear way. And so that's what we've done with the impact pillars. What we want to help individuals and companies define is areas of focus so that their impact is deep and long lasting rather than spread thin. That's the really important thing here. We um, We want impact that lasts. And it's very difficult to have impact that lasts if you say yes to everything. I agree. And so that's really something that we recommend for individuals listening is to think about what you care most about and go deep with it. And you can always add more to it later, but it's very difficult to rein in when you've said yes to so much. And frankly, you know, all the charitable organizations in the world, there's many wonderful ones, but when they find out that you have money to give or time to, time to give, they're all going to come knocking. So really, it's better to start out as narrow as you can. You know, we work with a lot of different kinds of individuals and companies, and the output of this process, this blueprint process, looks different for every individual and company in terms of what they will actually do in the world to make a difference. And it's unique, like I said, like your fingerprint. So as we were designing with you, what would be the perfect way for you to accomplish what you wanted in the lives of patients going through chronic? illness, we came up with this idea of the Lifestyle of Love Care Kit to complement your Pay It Forward box.
0: Yes. And so the Pay It Forward box, I love it how things start connecting. It, it all started with, I watched a movie when I was a kid and it was Pay It Forward. And that's the movie that made me understand the trickle effect one action can generate like uh, uh, doing good for another and then it just becomes a beautiful chain of good intentions. So when I decided to go on the self-publishing route, I was like, oh Lord, what did I get into? And then how can I disseminate this message without having to lose money? I was willing to put some money in it, but I didn't want to just like throw money away. And I went back to the core, which is you have them close to you. They're your friends. They're your sisters. So I told my 25 closest friends in Austin if we could have lunch together. And I just told them, this is a situation that I'm going through. I decided to go on the self-publishing route, but I don't have enough contacts or resources, or I don't even know a blogger. I don't know an influencer. I have no idea. I just do know that I know a lot of people, but I'm a little bit overwhelmed. So could you please all join forces and help me create this box of people you love and you send them a box and then when they read it and if it adds value to their life, they will give that book to someone else. And I am so grateful to my 25 hermanas. Miss 25 hermanas, that thanks to them we created this trickling effect, and it's been a wave, not a tsunami, of sales, solidly selling people, buying it on Audible, Kindle, listening to our podcast on, on Spotify or a- anywhere you can listen to. And is this just started with a good intention and relying on your village? But then The next layer came and I'm like, okay, that is happening, but how can I measure the impact? Oh, and we were going through gala season and I was writing checks and I was like, oh, here we come. Next year is here. And I had with this, with the COVID, I cannot even go to the dinner and it's through Zoom. And I was like, who am I? Why am I so angry? You're just living an amazing project and you're benefiting from it. And you're like making checks, but with the wrong Emotion behind it. And I told Elizabeth, who is my go to many times, I'm like, Elizabeth, I'm a little bit frustrated because I feel I'm not giving in an organized way and I'm not measuring my impact. I don't know what to do. Do you have an organization that is close to your heart? And she's like, Well, I have many, but what I do know is that I have the one person you need to talk to that will actually structure all all your belief system, where what's important to you, where you want your resources to go and where you want your time to go. So here's where Magnify Impact comes in. I meet Maggie and I meet Hannah and they tell me about the importance of People liking to buy something, but people love giving. So I love tying together the concept of for every paid-forward box that anyone purchases, I will donate a care kit for the chronic ill patients and the caregivers. So that made my heart very happy. And that's how it all started. And by now, we have donated more than 1,200 kids. So we're very excited and this is this has just started so get ready it's going to be amazing and i also believe in the power of words. So Maggie and Hannah came up with a beautiful concept of, you know, why don't we put your words to an object? So why don't you guide us through the process and what the caregiver will be receiving in the hospitals?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the really fun parts of this project for us was that this care kit absolutely exemplifies you. There's this beautiful logo with a heart in the middle, which is your lifestyle of love and who you are. It brings out this idea of you know your fortitude and your strength, but also being gentle with yourself on this unfolding journey, something that you stepped through yourself. And that's just really evident in, in the, the care that has been put inside the kit. So inside the kit, what I love is that you wanted this voice to be alive in all the objects. So, for example, there's a blanket, and that blanket has the words, wrap yourself in a hug. Um, there's a pencil in a journal that says, express your thoughts and dreams. There's a lip balm that says, indulge yourself in a feeling of softness. An eye mask that says, close your eyes and rest. A puzzle, crossword puzzle book that says, revel in your resilience. You've got this. But one of the things I, I will say about this is that, you know, with your thoughtfulness and your voice and talking to caretakers and hospitals, they actually helped guide us to what's most important to those patients. And then we crossed that with what you remembered really wanting the most in those lonely moments, those difficult moments, and putting your voice to that box. So that care kit is has you your heart at the center of it.
0: Yes, and it does feel good receiving and giving at the same time. It's a very healthy cycle. And to my friends listening, I really recommend you buy the book. It simplifies the whole thinking process chapter by chapter. It's called Magnify Your Impact. And one of the most important chapters for me is chapter four, they talk about walk the talk, lead with purpose. So tell me more about that, because I think it's a very provoking title. Yeah, walk the talk is a really
2: important concept to us because I think we have all experienced brands that we maybe had a lot of trust in that did something that was against our values or something that was seemed out of character for what we expected them to do. And we don't want to do that, right? So when we work with um, individuals like you, Lorena, we want to ensure that your actions and the way that you publicly go to the world with a statement of your impact really matches those values that we created together with you. And I think that we've definitely accomplished that with this first project, which is the Lifestyle of Love Care Kit.
1: Lorena Junco-Margain, passionate art collector, devoted wife and mother, is already shaken after fleeing Mexico with her family while pregnant due to concerns for their safety. After arriving in her new home in Austin, Texas, she learns she has a tumor on her adrenal gland. Although not life-threatening, the condition is serious and requires surgery right away. Having long experienced unexplained symptoms of dizziness and lethargy that neither medications nor holistic or Ayurvedic treatments have helped, she embraces the news with tears of relief. With a simple surgery, she can regain her strength and joyful spirit. But fate can be mischievous, and to err is human, even for surgeons. Rather than improve after surgery, her condition worsens. On the Way to Casalotus is the gripping true story of Junca Margain's journey coming to terms with the permanent consequences of a surgeon's devastating mistake. Mindful that even good people make errors, and that vengeance such as legal action would not mend her broken body or soul, she chooses instead to embark on a quest for peace and healing, beginning by seeking space in her heart to forgive. You can get your copy of On the Way to Casalotus on Amazon or at LorenaJuncaMargain.com.
0: How can you be sure you're being accurate in the purpose statement? Is there a measurable, like, I I feel my case is simpler because I'm like the one person with a great team under me. But with corporations, how do you know you hit the nail on the head with the purpose that is driving them?
2: Well, I think something interesting to note is that companies change their purpose statements all the time. Is that right? Yes. I mean, it's a living, breathing thing. And so I don't want anyone listening to this to feel nervous about getting it right the first time because you may not.
0: It actually is pretty good to know that that I might even change my interest, that we're the ever-evolving self, right? And we're always looking to be better, but things change. I mean... Ten years ago, I would have never imagined I would be talking about malpractice, that I would have written a book, and I would be donating care kits to hospitals. I thought I was going to be Picasso and be living in New York. So talk about change. But Mm -hmm. that's life, right?
2: Right. So if you would have written your purpose statement 10 years ago, it might have been more about a legacy related to art, which I know is still important to you. But your legacy has shifted and morphed and become even richer through your experiences. The same thing happens for all individuals and for the companies that we work with. So what we do recommend is that you just think about the legacy that you want to leave for the world. When you're gone from this earth, what do you want your children and grandchildren to remember about you? What issue area maybe was the most important to you and you would like to leave your mark on? And that will really give you some strong clues as to what your in, your personal purpose is.
0: What's the role of ethics in the in the purpose and the mission of the company? How do you handle that?
3: Yeah, well, I think ethics and authenticity are more important than ever right now. Part of what we cover in the book is about this new generation of the workforce, these the millennials who will be, you know, they're 25 to 40 years old. They'll be 75% of the workforce in three years. So they essentially are the new leaders, and they'll be ushering in the next generation of business. And then you have the younger generation, which some of your children belong to under 20 of the Gen Zers. And these, this generation is 40% of the consumer marketplace. So they're buying things on social media. And both of these generations, when you look at authenticity and ethics, care deeply about trust and authenticity. Wow. And they have deep issues if people don't exemplify that or walk their talk. Mm-hmm. And so part of that chapter is really about where these new generations are headed, what is their North Star, and that they want to be working for people where the words on the wall mean something. And so they'll I actually guess leave. So you need to
0: be, as um, if you're looking for a job, you also need to learn not to say yes just because you need the job, but your values need to align to the core mission, you know. And, and it sounds easy, right? Like, uh-huh, because... If you had 10 offers, but sometimes you just have the one job that is offered and and you take it. But what what wisdom would you tell them? Will that open up new things? Or what would you tell a person that doesn't necessarily love their work, but they are truly a good human being and want to do good things in the world?
2: Well, I think for young people, just getting experience is important, even if it's not the ideal scenario right out of the gate. And for companies, I think the corollary to what you said is true, that job seekers are really looking to work with companies that have values that are clear um, and that their actions are really in line with those values. So it's really important to think about if you are hiring that um, this this is the wave of the future. This is not this is not going backwards. And so. The work that we do with companies and with individuals is, I think, really important in terms of where we're headed in, in in the world. So
0: this might be an awkward question, but we're having the conversation and I'm like, OK, you helped me generate my blueprint. How is it that that applies to you in the individual, the way you hold your relationships, your friends, your family, your kids. Um, share a little bit about your personal life and how is it that you can measure the love and spread the message and your core beliefs through the day-to-day things?
3: Sure, absolutely. So I think that for me, um, my why is inspiring greatness in people. And and I truly believe in that quote Let's be the change we wish to see in the world.
0: That's Gandhi, right? Yes,
3: absolutely. Just one of my favorite things that I saw manifest in, in the work I did in Peru, in the mountains with indigenous women, giving microcredit to them to start small businesses. Um, thousands of women later, they were my greatest teachers. They taught me hum- humility. They taught me faith. They taught me what community was about um, to see them. You know, women who had been stabbed and thrown in rivers and were widows and who had nothing but wanted to generate a dollar to take care of the future for their children taught me everything I knew about how when we come to the day in the world with our greatest strengths moment by moment by moment— we have this charisma and enthusiasm and a fire that people want to be part of. They want that for themselves. And so they start saying, how can I get that for me? And I felt that way from the moment I met you. Your your book came into my lap as a gift right as I was leaving the funeral of my father. I remember. And the 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 understanding of what forgiveness meant for a man that was very difficult in my life— was just like um, a godsend for me. It came right into my lap and I cried the whole plane reading it and all the way home. And I thought, man, this person came into my life in this moment, given her greatest strengths to the world through this experience. And it's a fire for people to do what they want in their lives. And so for me, faith, family, football and fun, like those things are so, so important to me.
0: Thank you for sharing that. You know, sometimes we keep so many thoughts to ourselves. I remember when you told me that first, I got chills from my head to my toes, like, oh my gosh, she's here standing, wearing a suit, prepared. She did her homework to be professional and she just came from her father's funeral and my book impacted her. I remember saying, if that changed one person's life, this has all been worth it. Absolutely. So you also gave me closure and I thank you for that. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much.
2: Thank you. I love that. For me, my my why or my reason for being is really to be a tool and a mouthpiece, and ambassador for my Lord, for my God. And, you know, my legacy is really around my three daughters and the kind of women that I want them to grow up to be. And the way that they'll be prepared to hopefully make this world a better place. And then in my work, um, we talk a lot about our our purpose for Magnify Impact, which is to focus the world's abundant resources for good. And, you know, we just believe passionately that um, this world has a lot of problems, but there's so much untapped potential that when focused effectively can really make a massive difference in this world and we if we can help just some of the world's business leaders and amazing individuals like yourself really use their superpowers and their resources in a way that has a measurable effective difference then our hope is that we leave this world a slightly better place for those three little girls
0: that's so beautiful me too my my kids are definitely Something that keeps me going. There were moments that I really prayed for me to die when I was going through all the hardships. It was one thing after the other, after the other. And I just felt I was cursed. Like, who ever takes out the wrong organ? And then, you know, after work, as I mentioned, forgiveness is a muscle of forgiving Every little baby step, from the nurse that had to poke me three times, from the, you know, pokey table that I got a bruise from, from just seeing life step by step. And Lorena, you've got this move one step ahead, then another one, then another one. And here we are. I successfully have launched my book on the way to Casa Lotus. I'm currently writing my second memoir and I am with the two most amazing women talking about creating social impact which with me has been amazing. When I was a kid they told me who do you want to be when you grow up and I would remember thinking like if you put Mother Teresa with Lady Di, <laughs> that would be me. And then I was, wait, wait, wait. And then art. So, and mix Peggy Guggenheim in the mix. Mm. And uh, And right now, I'm actually living the dream. And I thank you for, for helping me surface that. For giving and using the power of word, the superpower my family has. And integrity has always been behind the written word. And art is my passion and I've journaled through art and then teaching and sharing has been always always so important to me. It does exist that I can check all of the above, not just one thing. So for everyone listening out there, believe in yourselves, take it one step at a time. There are more people that what you think that are also in the search of having a sense of belonging, of knowing that their actions matter. And please visit my website, lorenajuncomergaine.com. It's full of resources that actually magnify, impact Hannah and Maggie have helped me put together. We have them in English, we have them in Spanish, and. We know this is just one piece of the puzzle that will help you get to another answer and be gentle with your traveling selves. Do know it's a marathon, it's not a short sprint, and we will together, hand in hand, learn. Maggie and Hannah, I don't have enough words to thank you. Thank you for your wisdom, for all the time you've put in making this world a better place. My friends listening, Please follow Maggie and Hannah at Magnify Impact and learn on the process. And it is easier than what you think to have a good structure way of impacting those people that surround you and those that you care for. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm hoping we can get together soon. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Lauren.
1: Thanks for listening to On My Way with Lorena Hunko-Margain. We'd like to invite you to send us your thoughts and any questions from this podcast by emailing Lorena at LorenaHunkoMargain.com. You can also reach out to us directly through our website by clicking the link in the show description of this podcast. Special thanks to executive producer Casey Helmick, studio engineer Joseph Olguin, audio and video editor Scott Caro. This podcast is a production of Terra Firma and recorded from the historic Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas.